Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you? I'm doing good, Henry. Happy to be here. Awesome. I'm also joined by Christian Diadamo. Christian, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. Also happy to be here. It's finally nice after three months of rain although more on the horizon (laughs) yeah it's been rainy you know if you are a resident of california you've most likely been experiencing a lot of rain lately which is different for us right not used to it (laughs) yeah for sure today is march 23rd 2023 and we're going to talk about a show that recently finished its first season, The Last of Us. A show dun, dun, that, dun. yes, a show that a lot of people watched, a lot of people talked about. And we're going to talk about it right here, right? And right now. Um, okay. The Comic Sauce podcast can be found on Twitter and Instagram at comic sauce pod okay so the last of us um before we get into the spoilery conversation let's talk a little bit about expectations as we often do i know none of us actually played the game but i am curious about expectation levels We all did watch the show in its entirety. And the show, like I said, just finished March 12th. And um, I'm curious, how did we feel going in? Going into the season, uh, what were we expecting? Um, Kristen, you want to kick us off here? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I never played the game. But um, it's, it's definitely a game that's always been, like, had a lot of high praise for its story um and a lot of like game in circles i was never i never really had the uh, playstation 4 um so i and i think it was all the first one was also on ps3 which i didn't i wasn't really playing around then either i was around that time i was i was like high into the xbox camp so i never got around to it but it's a game i always want to and it's finally re-releasing for pc and i'll have my chance but um I, like it, I've been pretty high on video game shows and video game content a lot more lately than I think I've have been, you know, any time previously. So I was really hoping for you know another home run for adaptions, and I think this one definitely had much more of an oomph, a push behind it, with Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, as well as like the people from Chernobyl working on it. And of course, that good old HBO like money and prestige, you know. So I was looking forward to this one quite a bit. Right on. How about you, Preferio? Yeah, same like Christian. Like I never played The Last of Us on PlayStation. I always knew about it, but even then I didn't know about the I knew it existed, but I didn't know about the storyline or anything like that. Um, and even, yeah, like when, like 
when it was announced that like the the cast members who were involved in everything, I didn't really care. And I think I got the I was the most interested was when the trailer came out last year, you know. I it just instantly caught my attention, I think because I just love like zombie um stuff, you know, like Walking Dead and all that bunch of stuff. And um so the yeah, like the the trailer just like caught my interest right away and Yeah, like I remember just yeah, just watching the first episode and just like being like blown away by like the the production value and the storyline, character development, like it was just felt really I I don't know what the right word is, but just it, it was really great. Everything's just well really well done in that very first episode. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely get into the show itself a whole lot more. Uh, but just continuing on with the expectations discussion. Um, yeah, for me, I think the expectations um, weren't really there until like right before episode one aired. Like for me, I also didn't play the game. And um, I was a big Walking Dead TV show fan. Um, but I think for me, the last thing I wanted to see was another zombie show. I was kind of done with that. And um, yeah, I, I didn't I hadn't seen the trailer. So, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of expectation for me until like not long before they started the season and then the hype machine really kicked in. There was crazy buzz for this show. I was hearing about it from everyone like media, friends, coworkers, people were just talking about it. And I was like, Whoa, I think I need to see this show. Right. Um, so on the hype machine alone, I was looking forward to it just because it was like it, it had such huge buzz. I, I had never seen that in a long time, that that much buzz for a new show. Um, so that was that definitely um, captured my interest. OK, so let's give the spoiler alert and um, get into the show itself. We can start with uh, what we liked about the show. Anything in particular? Yeah, uh, you kind of already started it, Perferio. Are there specifics to the show you enjoyed? Maybe we can start with that first episode you're already talking about. Yeah, I think the first episode, like again, um, I guess just from like the trailer, you already know what's gonna what the show's about. It's about like an outbreak and everything, like a zombie outbreak. Um. And and so like during the show, you're just kind of like wondering like, oh, what's how is this gonna play out and everything? Because I feel like normally in those kind of films and TV shows, it just like kind of happens, and you're just you just accept it. But I think like what kind of added to like the horror element in this one 
was kind of like it, it was kind of like real time like you see like um like uh the news talk about it or people talking about it on the sideline and they're like oh I, I bet it was terrorist or like this should happen or whatever like you'd hear it like on the tv screen or like people saying like you gotta go home you know telling um joel's daughter to go get home you know and then so i think there's like this like all like this like build up suspense that just like brings you into the um the situation of the first show like that adrenaline and um i think what the first show does i like i said i never played the game but there were certain elements you could tell that they kind of got from like the game like in terms of like the way like certain characters looked at things or certain things certain things that um the characters did you know there's that that one shot where like the farmhouse is on fire um and it's just something i could totally picture happening in a game or like when they're in the town and they're trying to drive away from the large masses it's another element i could see like being like a difficult level within the game and so I think like that adaptation into like a real life um, live action film or TV show is just really well done. Like I cannot give enough praise to that setup. Yeah, right on. Um, furthering on that, I too really liked the pre-apocalypse stuff in episode one. Like, I feel like kind of what you're alluding to, often with zombie movies and shows, we get the aftermath. Or maybe we get, like, the backstory. Um, but I feel like we don't see enough of the apocalypse happening mm -hmm. like right before our, our eyes right in real time and we saw that here and to me that is like that can be the most exciting stuff to see in a zombie movie or show and we really got to see that here there was that really awesome scene uh, you already talked about it a little bit Perfirio, but um, we see Joel trying to escape and it's like a point of view shot in his car and you see, I mean, you see the outbreak happening right before your eyes. You see a movie theater and there's all this mayhem, people pouring out of the theater, like confusion, people running around in the streets and they can barely navigate the, the streets because there's so many people around and then there's that great shot of like a plane crashing, like almost taking them out. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is just so visceral. So like real, it, it really felt like you were right there. Like you were going through the beginnings of a zombie apocalypse. So awesome. Super exciting. And um, yeah, what a great way to start this show off. I, I was, I was like, when, when I saw that, I was like, I am fucking in like, <laughs> this is it. This is it. I am so in. Um, what about you, Christian? Thoughts, uh, initial thoughts here? Yeah, that really was a great episode and a great intro. Like, 
it it was like an hour and like a half like a movie length but it really doesn't feel that way you know mm -hmm. it was like it's over in, in a snap because you're just so glued to the screen and there's one one scene i think in particular that really stands out like in all of that that like i think is a great way to cue you into who joel is and kind of the mayhem around then it's when mm -hmm. they're like kind of dry they're all driving in the car going down the highway and there's like a guy who's like please stop help us help us like you know we like i have a kid and joel's like keep driving and um the guy that's with him i forget who he is he's like oh shouldn't we stop to help him like they have a kid and joel says so do we keep driving mm-hmm and I think, uh, and it makes you kind of wonder, like, oh, was that the right thing to do? Should they have stopped and helped them? But I think there's so much mayhem. There's so much going on. And Joel is a very, like, focused character who also is always, like, he he, he, he likes to protect who, who's around him, but also really does not care about everybody else in a way and and man mm -hmm. and comes off super cold to the actual world around him and it's yeah. kind of like something that they they like expand a lot more on as the show goes on but i mm -hmm. think that's like a nice little like moment to kind of carpet uh compartmentalize like pretty much this whole character right there kind of within this yeah. very hectic scenario so all around great episode. Definitely like one of the best episodes of all nine, like pretty amazing episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And going off of that, um, yeah, they were doing great character development from the very beginning and it just kept going. The, the character development in this show is so good. You really get to know these characters, um, the main characters, for sure side characters also um it's great the writing's great the acting's great um yeah i can't say enough um yeah the the speaking of the main characters the two main characters of the show are joel miller and ellie williams played superbly by pedro pascal and bella ramsey man they, they are so good in this show um we'll probably go on and on about um them <laughs> uh but yeah i just want to call that out uh, early yeah. on because they're, they are awesome mm -hmm. what yeah. else what else is good not necessarily episode one just throughout the season any anything we want to call out here i really want to just call out episode three the love mm. story between um bill and frank <laughs> yes that was you know because i think like I, I think that's an episode i think nobody saw coming you know yeah like you know we expect this like show to be about like joel and ellie you know and from my understanding bill and frank were like these like side characters and stuff within the game um but then they like the the screenwriters for the show like changed up and made them um queer and like i think like when you're i know for me when i first was watching the show i was like oh my gosh this is gonna be like 
a filler episode, you know, like mm-hmm. where I think like you said, Henry, like where it's about the side characters that don't care about, not the main characters. But there was just so much character development with, with just one episode that you just can't help and yeah. be like, fuck. I was not ready for these emotions to come out, you know, and um, it was super sad and super awesome. And um, yeah, that was just one of my favorite episodes of the season. It was, it was just really, really well written and major props to um, the, the, the actors behind Bill and Frank. Yeah, man, that was a great episode also. Um, It made me think also that this show is not only well acted, well done, etc., but it's really bold. You know, episode three, boom, they just throw this like side story where the main characters are completely sidelined and they just they just go for it, you know, and um, yeah, like with with another show they might not want to take that kind of risk or maybe mm-hmm. they wait till like a later season, wait till the show's established or something. But man, for, for that episode to happen that early in the series. Wow. Like it was something else. Um, and that wasn't the only episode like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was um episode, uh, let's see, seven, um, where you get to see Ellie and her friend Riley and they're like hanging out at a mall. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie is a main character, but still it, it's one of those episodes that just kind of takes you away from the main story. And it's just like this side story, which again is like really bold. And it, it's just, it's it, it potentially, it can really take you away where as viewers you are like, okay, I want to see, the main story like we've been saying it's so good it's this awesome like zombie outbreak thing and we lo- we we love like the the Joel and Ellie main story but the side stuff it, it's it's like as good maybe even better you know it's it's so phenomenal like I, I can't say enough about it it's, it's crazy yeah and yeah going off what you're saying about episode seven i mean correct me if i'm wrong from either of you two but i think that one was even like a side like that storyline between ellie and riley was like a side quest within the video game like Mm. it was even part of like the main storyline yeah so for the dlc yeah see that's what i thought Ah. that's what i heard so the fact that like the the screenwriters like went kind of out of their way to like incorporate a dlc quest into the main like you know show it's just like wow you guys can do this and write, <laughs> yeah. write this within the show into the main storyline which is like like phenomenal you know yeah yeah it is really cool too that um even though that that episode seven is a side story it is everything in terms of developing the ellie character you really find out like what's going on yeah what's going on (laughs) in her brain and like what she's been through and you know it totally has everything to do with her story moving forward right because what happened that night was like 
game changing. So yeah, you know, so cool. So cool. Yeah. Like, and I think another thing with like, go back to episode three is that I, I do think in a way, even though Joel's only in it for what, like five to 10 minutes during Bill's story mm -hmm. and it's a flashback. So, you know, it's a flashback with him and Tess. It does help really like expand on his character a bit too. You kind of get to see what he was doing uh, before he took on Ellie, his life as a smuggler. Mm -hmm. And in a way it's like, Bill is kind of like one of Joel's only friends mm -hmm. at the, at right, the end right. of the day. He's yeah. the he's the guy that uh, Bill writes Joel pretty much into his will at the end because he's the <laughs> only one who Bill knows would come come back to the compound. And you kind of like I remember like a big sigh of relief that Bill listened to Joel because, you know, they're talking at the begin, you know, at the beginning of that one scene where Frank invites them over and Bill has like a gun on the table, pointing it at Joel and Joel kind of like the electric fan. Hey, I can get you this. I can get you this thing. Yeah. Get you this. And Bill's like, no, 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 no. We're self-sufficient here. And he doesn't trust him. And then it, it cuts to later when the Raiders come and you see the electric fence and you like have a sigh of relief. Like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. so glad they worked it out. Yeah. Yeah. And how like you see like oh Joel would like smuggle things for him. Like you see they have strawberries, you know. <laughs> yeah. It, and oh yeah, Frank traded one of his one of Bill's guns away and they got strawberry seeds. And mm -hmm. like, oh, they traded some stuff and they got the electric fence. And it it was really nice to see like how Joel plays into them kind of living like one of the only happy lives, like the happiest life you probably could have. In a world like the like the Last of Us, yeah, yeah, the it was like the only happy story, you know, the only happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> even though yeah. it was a sad Romeo and Juliet ending, it was a happy yeah. ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, bittersweet. Yeah, um, but yeah, I like what you mentioned, Christian. How again, it's a side story, but it is connected to the main story. And it does, you know, support the main story. Like, not only do we see the Joel character to a small degree in the episode, but also it's kind of world building too, right? You, you're getting to know the lay of the land. Um, yes, a lot of The Last of Us world is dilapidated and post-apocalyptic, but, um, you know... Um, some folks are putting together a pretty nice life and, um, you know, you just got get to see what's going on and it, it's a complex world. It's not just one thing. So um, very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. What else? Any other call outs for positives? Yeah, I I, I want to give like a shout out to the um, makeup crew of the show. Yeah. You know, the. Yeah. Um, what are they called? They're not called zombies, but clickers. clickers. Yeah. Clickers. Well, the clickers are a particular type, right? Okay. Um, I so think we're... they're just called what the infected. Is that mm -hmm. what they refer to? Okay, let me. <laughs> like the infected, infected, dude. Like that makeup. Like it's just, you know, because you know when we see zombies, I imagine something like you know Walking Dead, like blood spilling out, and 
like flesh being like all rotten and everything but this one like it's total like fungi like parasite infected um uh people and like the makeup and the special effects and the movements you know are just like creepy as fuck like something straight out of a nightmare and you know like they're it's it's so funny because like the show i guess is it's supposed to be like this apocalyptic world because of the infected even though there isn't that much of them shown throughout the show but when they are shown like it's like a big deal you know it's like really like just just like the they, they just give so much like bad mojo to like the situation going on at hand so it's just it's really really great yeah mm -hmm. like yeah it, uh, real quick Christian oh yeah those are those are my thoughts exactly like I liked how the show used the zombies sparingly you know there wasn't a, a whole lot of zombie action all told right for the whole season um but when there is zombie shit in it it looks great and it is intense it's really good I, I really loved how um the zombies aren't overused here go ahead Yeah, now that you mention it, like you definitely think the zombies could be used as a crutch almost of a of a your typical zombie show. How mm -hmm. it's like, oh, we have to throw them in in every episode to remind everyone that it is a zombie show. But the fact that they use sparingly and the fact that they're they tend to be so powerful, you know, it takes a lot to really defeat one, and most of the time they're just oh, we got to run. There's a zombie. There's like one or two. Mm -hmm. or, and so when, like, I think it was episode five, when the whole, all of them come out and you actually get Oh, to yeah. see the army with the really, really big guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, The bloater. that's how you know every, shit really, really went down. Yeah. And how, like, Joel's the only person who really knows how to take care of it. Because he's the only one who's accurate enough to really get the headshot. And like another great scene, I think, was the one where you only see him go up against like a, a couple clickers in episode two. Mm hmm And those are so powerful, like Yeah. that, you know, Tess has to stay behind to blow herself up. Like I didn't I had no idea that Tess they were they would kill off Tess so soon after Yeah. introducing her. Mm-hmm. That shows like the level of the threat that they're up against and pretty much why all of humanity, you know, most of humanity has been wiped out by these cordyceps as well as the design that they like leave on the wall, I think is very unsettling with the, uh, the plant and like the tree, like the, like the root shapes that you kind of see everywhere or on um, Ellie's arm Whenever that, whenever like when she got bit, and the way they look, there's something very unsettling and like very creepy about it, as opposed to your usual, um, your usual zombie fair where people just kind of walk around. You have brains, and it looks like they have like just the regular skin falling off. The Yeah. fungal element just gives it an extra level of uneasiness to everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 fungus aspect 
does make them look very disturbing. And um, I guess we would consider these zombies fast zombies. So there's that. That's always scary. (laughs) The thought of a fast zombie is always pretty frightening. And um, there are different types of zombies, right? So there's like the standard infected, but there's also the clickers and the bloaters. And um, there are different levels of danger with the different types of zombies here. So um, pretty cool stuff. They they really nailed um, the way the zombies looked here and um, how threatening they are also. Oh, also really good comment on Tess, Christian, because, um, you know, Tess is played by Anna Torv, who's like a well-established actress. She's really good in this show. She's really good in in past stuff. Um, But uh, she is killed off in episode two. So early on, we as viewers are kind of um, put in that place, right? Where, whoa, anyone could die at any time, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it like that death in particular, I think, um, made it so, such that throughout the season, you weren't sure if certain characters were going to make it or not, right? So there is that level of danger all throughout, which I think for a show like this, um, you talk about shows like, Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, similar kind of three, similar kind of thing, right? Where um, there is that danger element where you're just not sure. You know, there's certain there's certain shows and movies where you know, like oh, you, you know, the hero is going to make it through, but um, shows like these, um, you just don't know, and it, it it adds a huge element of suspense for sure. Yeah. Okay, um, so we can absolutely continue talking about all the cool stuff in the show. Um, but maybe we can start getting into some of the negatives. Were there any th- negatives you found watching the show? Anything you disliked or preferred? Maybe they did differently? Anything in that category? The ending. The ending. Yeah. Ah. The final episode. Yeah, the final episode. <laughs> not, not the... The final episode itself, Joel's decision. <laughs> mm, all right, oh, let's talk about it. Like, yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, I was already planning on getting into this at some point, so let's just go there. <laughs> so, maybe prefer you just describe to us um, what this decision was and what happened. Yeah. So, um, Joel, Ellie, they catch up with Marlene, and they're you know, the, and the fireflies and, you know, the whole, that was kind of like, you know, the whole like mission since the first episode was to get like, um, Ellie to, to them. So they could like run tests on her and figure out and find like a, a cure for, um, the infected and everything. And they finally get there. Yep. And then it's kind of like, um, dropped onto Joel that, Ellie has to die, you know, because the cure, the cure, I guess, is, is like somewhat like growing in her brain. So they need to do surgery to extract her brain and extract those parts of her brain that have the infected growing with inside her. 
even though she's immune to it. And this way they could like run tests and be able to, yeah, like find a cure. And Joel, like, um, selfishly does not want Ellie to die because, you know, he's just built like, it's again, this just goes back to the character development. Like, the very first episode, he was like, Ellie's just a mission. He has like, he gives no fucks to her. And that's kind of like an ongoing um, uh, gag throughout the show that mm -hmm. they don't care for each other, that this is all just a mission. But as you watch the show, they like go above and beyond to keep each other safe and protect one another and be there for one another. So Joel's really like just developed this like daughter, dad, relationship with ellie you know and yep. he doesn't want to see her go so he starts killing off the fireflies and the doctor who was gonna perform surgery on ellie and he even kills kills off marlene you know because he doesn't want her to um pursue them you know and yep. he selfishly like decides to um yeah like save Ellie over finding a cure, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was like, you know, like, you know, this whole show we've gone to know Ellie and even her, she's just a little bit like, like, like towards the end of the episode, she's like pretty, like, I feel like annoyed with Joel, like, like, Joel's telling her that some other shit happened with what went down, why why they didn't have a cure. And Ellie just like in the sense like, I don't trust you, but mm -hmm. I will trust you because you have no because I've trusted you this whole time. I have no reason not to trust you, but she still has her doubts, you know? Yeah. And so it's uh fucking Joel. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll that's what I'll say. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's get into this. So this is a huge moment in the show, right? Because um Joel and Ellie essentially completed their mission. Their mission was to get Ellie to the Fireflies, right? They were able to do that. Um but yeah, like you said, Perfurio, big curveball. Turns out that in order to distribute this cure, they have to kill Ellie. And Joel wasn't having it, so Joel ruthlessly slaughters all the fireflies. Almost shockingly so, because he he showed signs of his humanity kind of coming out throughout the season. But at this point, when he's in like protecting his quote unquote daughter mode he just he just completely goes ruthless and um and he just he just kills mercilessly right um so that's the big question right did joel do the right thing here on one hand he is saving uh the girl that has really become his daughter, the girl that he loves, clearly. Uh, on the other hand, he may have 
um, you know, ruined the the one shot that humanity has against the zombie infection, right? Um, a lot of big <laughs> things to weigh here, <laughs> right? So uh, going back to you, Proverio, it sounds like you don't think Joel should have done this, right? Is that is that what you're telling us? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like so I'm you, just go ahead. I I just think it was just completely selfish of Joel. I understand why he did it. I can't be upset about that, but I'm at the same time just like it's very selfish, and it's I feel self- like oh, yeah, go, go ahead. I, 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 I was just gonna say like even if you know I feel like this was all done without Ellie's consent, mm-hmm. but even if she was willing to consent to it, I feel like she would and be like, let's do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna comment on that it's selfish. Because one, he's being selfish against the, the the planet, right? Because he's he's keeping this potential uh, vaccine from being created. But also selfish to Ellie, right? Because he knows that Ellie wants to sacrifice herself for this cause. So mm-hmm. knowing that he still did did what he did, right? So it's selfish. To her specifically, right? So I understand your point of view. Um, little devil's advocate here. Uh, this pop, this thought popped in my brain that okay, um, what Joel did could be considered, you know, a terrible thing against humankind, and yeah, like you're saying, very selfish. But think about this, like. Do we know for a fact that if they did this procedure on Ellie, that a functional and usable cure would be developed? I don't think we know that, right? I don't think we know that. Um, It could be. And the fact that it could be a cure is like huge. Um, But I think in Joel's mind, not only does he want to save this girl who he is completely loves at this point um not only does he want to do that but maybe he's thinking maybe they could be killing her for nothing like this Mm -hmm. could lead to nothing this potentially could lead to nothing and with that potential he's like no like let's save her because she is everything to me so uh because of that i'm in my mind i might be in the camp of of supporting joel's decision how about you, Christian? What do you think of hmm. Joel's decision here? I know it's it is a tough decision. Yeah, because sometimes, like y- you, kind of do wonder to the ends with the ends have justified the means here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the end of the fireflies because we don't know enough about the fireflies as well. Um, the only real like backstory we get, I think, is uh, through Riley and maybe just other little tidbits that they're terrorists, but they also they're doctors you know they and they want to bring it into the cure so even if they made a successful cure do we know if the fireflies would even share it do we know, like mm. how would that cure go to everybody across the across the united states or the world or would it just stay within the fireflies mm-hmm. 
Like is another is another question to kind of throw a wrench into things. Even if the cure Yeah. works. Yeah. Um and so it it's almost like both are wrong in a way. The fireflies are probably wrong because they didn't give Ellie consent. They probably could have there's probably something they could have done to really test the waters in a way, maybe a blood test, maybe something similar. before going that route before just prepping her right for surgery and just killing her right away um but uh, you know at the same time they could have been their shot and joel may have taken taken it from them completely Mm -hmm. you know while joel kills all these people he kills a man that surrenders he kills a doctor who's unarmed he kills you know Uh, Marlene at the end just because Marlene will come for them even though she says she doesn't and Yeah. he goes pretty much full Terminator mode you know Mm hmm and so even if Joel may have done the right thing to save Ellie you know the ends justify the means there if Joel went on you know if Joel killed so many people to do so just to save one Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, that that also like makes it very conflicting. I don't know if I have an answer that I'll really stick with anytime. And I think like uh, as the seasons go on, you know, as they get to two, maybe three, I don't know how long they'll adapt this for. Uh, maybe we'll learn more about the fireflies. Maybe we'll see. Maybe some of those questions I've kind of asked before answer. I never played the games, so maybe they go go more into this into the games, the DLC, Last of Us Part Two. Mm So it's almost like part of me wants to, you know, I think now it's like I want to side with Joel, even though I don't really feel good doing so because the way he went about things was just so violent and bloody. -hmm. Yeah. Even though he may have felt that that was his only choice to to save Ellie from from this potential, you know, from potentially dying. And Yeah. who knows for... A potential cure. And that and that last scene, you know, where he's like shooting down all the fireflies, totally feels something out of a video game. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. 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 It feels like a shooting gallery type <laughs> yeah. of like end sequence for a video game. <laughs> yeah. Where one guy's just like mowing down 50. Yeah. That is a good point you just made also about um you know even if the cure did work how exactly would the fireflies use it right that's a big question you know and you know the way they went about their business with joel and ellie it really makes you wonder right because like you're saying christian they didn't give ellie consent joel wasn't part of the decision making process they captured them and they were like you know thank you for helping us but We're going to do our thing. We'll let you go. But Ellie's good as dead. We're, 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 we're getting into her brain here, right? Um, maybe because of the way they were doing that, Joel was like, fuck this shit, man. Like, even if this, this cure works, if they're treating us like this right now, like, who knows what they're going to do with this thing? They're going to keep it to themselves. They'll... 
you know, who, really, who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, I know more I think about it. I might be siding a, a bit with Joel here. Um, but like we've been saying, um, there really isn't an ultimate right or wrong answer here. And, um, you know, that's another thing I really love about this show. Um, the lines between good and evil are completely blurred. I and mean, this isn't the only thing that is like gray area time, right? That all throughout the show, good guys, bad guys, everything is like blurred lines. And I love that. It, it, it's so complex and it's real. You know, that's the real world. The real world isn't like black and white, straight up good, straight up evil it is like this, right? Mm -hmm. um, so very relatable. You can relate to the characters and the situations, and the the realism is 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 so great here. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts? Like um, any any other negatives? You know, like um, anything you didn't like about the show at all? Hmm. I guess going off the ep last episode. Like, I did think the episode was, like, a little too short. I think for something that was supposed to wrap everything up for a show that was okay with taking these, like, hour and a half long episodes. The last episode would be, like, this quick 45 minutes. And, like, you never really spend enough time. And, like, I have so many questions about the Fireflies. Yeah. The, uh, I kind of wish they did spend a little bit more time at the very end. Maybe a little more time with Joel and Ellie. But um, with scenes, I could have used another scene similar to like the giraffe scene. I mm. thought that was great at the in the last episode. <laughs> them kind of going around, you see them like you get a little more time to sit with them as you know on their final the final moments of their journey, as well as maybe a little bit more time with the fireflies, maybe a little bit more time in the hospital to kind of like kind of dwell on what was about to happen. Because yeah. it does feel a bit like it just kind of like snaps, gunfight, and then the episode's over, you know? So, I don't know. I think that was probably one of the only like kind of downsides I can see off the top of my head. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? The runtime for the last episode? And unsolved, yeah. Do you unsolved. find it was too short? No, rushed. for me, I didn't. I thought, um, yeah, no, I didn't have a problem with the, the timing for the last episode. Um, no, yeah, sorry. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I kind of with you, prefer you because, you know, good television leaves you wanting more, right? I felt that way too, Christian. Like at the end, I was like, I want to see more. But um, that's what a good show does. <laughs> it leaves you wanting more. <laughs> I mean, unless it's the series finale, you don't want to have like yeah. loose ends and all that cliffhangers at the very end. Um, but end of season one with more to come, like, yeah. I'm okay with leaving room for next season or, or further uh, future seasons, right? Um, so I, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that is the thing about television. We we do know we're getting more. Yeah. Later. It's like, but I I guess there's a show that it's so it was kind of so well written, so well paced that like I'd say like that was about it as far as like any like negatives that roll off the top because some of the changes 
um, I think like I think if there was a plot point, I didn't think was as strong as the others. I still liked it, but I think it was part of the the whole Kansas City plot. I think felt I don't know. Um, it, it's something I did really like the part with uh, what's his name Henry and his kid, mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. have uh, the woman who's chasing him. Mm -hmm. Yep. I I still liked it, and I liked uh, the big showdown at the end. Uh, but I think that that one didn't feel didn't stick out to me as much as the other as the other plots outside of some of the a action sequences. There mm -hmm. were some still great moments with that uh, in that series, and I still think it's like a really solid episode. Yeah. But I think if I would choose a weak point, it would probably be. The Kansas City part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and maybe the reason is it's actually like two episodes, right? Um, there's a lot of runtime in, in that period. So yeah, I think I felt that way a little bit where I was like, oh, well, let's let's move it along here. Whereas really the rest of the season, each episode like was was like self-contained in a lot of ways. And um, yeah, the, maybe the Kansas City stuff was was drawn out a little a little bit too long perhaps for, for me i think the weakest of the bunch was episode six when they when joel finally meets with his brother um mm. tommy because hmm. i feel like you know like um well one i'm a, i this is also like a like i'm just being nitpicky here but like i'm a big like um Gabriel, um luna fan mm -hmm. gave her luna fan so like i loved him as ghost rider and agents of shield in the mcu so like when he was um announced and casted in this show i was really happy for it you only see him in the first episode and you i'm like when the hell is he gonna come in again and then he finally comes back in this episode you know and it's kind of short you know like i feel like you know the I think since like the second episode, like Joel was like, okay, like we're gonna meet up with my brother Tommy in Wyoming, you know, and then we're gonna figure it out from there. And then they get there, and like Tommy's like, oh, I don't want to go with you. I'm have like a happy life, you know. And so I just feel like it was kind of like short-lived like there was just no point to it um like i get like you know like tommy made a whole life for himself maybe that was the point of the show to find that everybody can find happiness in this like post-apocalyptic world and just make the most out of it um but for me i felt like that episode was the weakest of the bunch hmm. i mean i could see that in some ways it was slower you know less action mm -hmm. um and yeah there was a sense of of like oh th that's it like tommy is living this like comfortable life and you know it seems like like a whole like uh possible adventure storyline finding tommy or, or or fighting zombies with tommy that that was kind of like, oh, that's not happening, right? Yeah. Um, I will say this, though. Man, there is one scene with Joel and Tommy um, where Joel actually 
comes to tears, right? And they're just having this incredibly emotional moment. And I think if there is value to this episode, it's that scene because you really get to know Joel and what is going on with him, right? Um, for a lot of the season, he's he's like ice cold, right? He's this very uh, um, emotionless guy, right? Um, but he breaks down there. It, it, Pedro Pascal is so awesome in that scene. Amazing. Um, and it, yeah, like we talked about the character development, like his character was really, really developed in this in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I've gone with you as maybe a little bit on the boring side, but like every episode in, in this season, that there's some kind of value, whether it's pushing um, the story further or um, world building or character developing it's just like there, there there's something positive with with every episode here mm-hmm. yeah definitely it does feel like a bit like when it comes to negatives i really got to think about it and when i think about the like episodes even then it's like well i did enjoy this part of that i did really <laughs> yeah. like that yeah yeah and sometimes <laughs> i will say like I did. I, I did kind of like that episode, it, it, like because it felt like a bit of a break. Mm-hmm. It's like there was part that was so dreary, and the, it's such a draining show to watch. That I kind of liked. It, it was like, okay, they're fine. This he his t- this is just a regular town with regular people, mm-hmm. and they just live on like probably the closest to normal lives with electricity. And in a way, it was like this like kind of sigh of relief. You know, kind of like the same way you kind of have it in like that similar Bill episode, where it's just like, okay, it's it's okay, and I can, it's like I relax a, a bit <laughs> while I was there. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like other parts, you're just so like, oh god, what's gonna happen? Or oh god, this world is so bleak. Like yeah. the cannibal episode, like the kind of dark mirror to yeah. kind of some of the other that society, you know? Yeah. 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 Dude, that 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 cannibal episode threw me off. I did not think they were eating people. <laughs> yeah, that was a surprise to me too. Yeah, and it it makes me like think of like, oh, why didn't I get it when he said like that's venison, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or what? What is that? Venison. You know, <laughs> I it didn't click with me yeah. until after like. They made it like clear. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Episode eight. Uh, really violent, intense ending to that episode. Um, there is cannibalism in it. And also there's like this eerie feeling throughout the whole mm-hmm. episode. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, we were all pretty surprised about finding out about the cannibalism but we all knew something was fucked up in that town <laughs> you knew yeah. it from the very beginning something was not right yeah um, we couldn't put our finger on it but um yeah you just had that feeling another great episode yeah super intense okay uh, i want to pose something here um so this might be a little more relevant to myself and preferio but um, I think this show, you can't help but compare it to The Walking Dead, right? Um, so maybe we'll talk about that a little bit. 
right now. Um, yeah, Porfirio, did you think about The Walking Dead at all when you were watching this show? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think just because I think I told you guys, like, it was at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm going to get into Walking Dead again. But then this show comes, and I was like, ah, Walking Dead could kind of wait for now. Yeah. Um, But I think, one, I think, like, just the production value, the production budget was just a lot higher with HBO versus um. AMC that um, this was just like top notch makeup storyline graphics you know and mm -hmm. The Walking Dead like it had a good storyline at one time I can't say like whether it continued whether it was any good afterwards but um, I just yeah like I just felt like Walking Dead was kind of it's hard to say because at one point Walking Dead was really, really good. And then it just slowly, for me, just like died down. But there are elements of the two where I could see like where they're both like at their peak. Like when they're both mm -hmm. at their peak, they both like are good representation of zombie, the zombie genre. Now, you mentioned Walking Dead at its, at its best. Do you think Walking Dead at its best was better than Last of Us or vice versa? Like, what, what do you think? I mean, we're talking like, I mean, to me, um, like seasons like four and five Walking Dead were like great television. Um, I would certainly think it would rival this season of Last of Us, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. um, what do you think? Four or five is like when the governor's in there, right? Yeah, well, Governor was introduced in, like, season three. Um, but season four is, like, when they took over the prison and then they oh, had yeah. that battle against the Governor. Mm -hmm. And season five was, like, Terminus. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, oh, God. No, I would still give it to Last of Us. Mm. I think, I think it, again, like, comes down to, like, just better production, you know, like the their storyline, there was the the makeup was better, the the landscaping um the visuals were amazing, the acting was really great, you know. I feel like mm -hmm. walking the there's just there was like a lot of cooks in the kitchen mm -hmm. and you had your favorites, whereas this one you only had Joel and Ellie, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um and I think with Walking Dead, it was kind of like one linear storyline, whereas Last of Us, like how we said so many times, what we enjoy about the show is so like there's the main storyline, but then there's like all these like side episodes that are just as good as the main storyline. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I definitely had some thoughts here. Um yeah, you know, for sure. I think with Walking Dead, like Walking Dead came way before Last of Us, right? So huge props for breaking the ground. And, um, you know, when Walking Dead was good, it was really good. And it was good for a lot of the reasons why Last of Us is good. It, there's a lot of similarity. And I think um, 
uh, Walking Dead laid the groundwork for a lot of the stuff that is awesome about Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, so many similar things, like the stuff we're talking about, how the, the lines are blurred between good and evil. Um, that came up a lot in Walking Dead. I think uh, the stuff where um, Rick and company arrive at Alexandria and all of a sudden the heroes of the show are viewed as the villains, right? They're, they're these like crazy savages who come to town and who are causing all these problems. Um, I love that. And, um, you know, they really set the groundwork there. And I think the last of us used that. Um, and I think like you're saying, they, they kind of have done it better. Um, but, it has to be said that Walking Dead did this stuff first. And that wasn't the only thing, like a lot of other stuff, like, um, yeah, like I jotted some stuff down, but, oh, the cannibalism. I mentioned Terminus, you know, that's been done. That was done for like a whole season on Walking Dead. Yeah. Um. So when that, when I saw that episode on Last of Us, I'm like, holy shit, it's like Terminus, right? <laughs> it's very similar. Um, the realism we talked about the realism of uh last of us um there is this realism aspect to walking dead maybe maybe that's the best part of the walking dead show the realism because i always felt like if the zombie apocalypse really happened this is what would happen you know people would not band together people would 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 break off and do their own thing and there'd be all these different tribes and stuff and as dangerous as the zombies are, it's the other people who are the real danger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was a huge thing in Walking Dead. That's a huge thing in Last of Us, right? As dangerous as these zombies are, we've talked about the clickers and the bloaters. It, the real threat is other people again, right? And um, ambiguous heroes, we talked about that. Like um, the, 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 the same questions about Joel can be asked about a lot of different characters in Walking Dead, like Rick Grimes. Is he doing the right thing, right? Um, there are times in Walking Dead where he um, has humanity. Sometimes he goes completely animalistic, um, a lot like what we saw Joel do at the end of the season, right? Um, so there's a lot of the similar stuff. Um, so I think, uh, I, yeah, I don't want to say like what's better, what's, what's worse but i think it has to be said that walking dead laid the groundwork and um last of us took a lot of the similar themes and expanded on it in in a lot of ways uh they did it like like really well and you could argue better than walking dead did it (laughs) um but uh i I just think almost like a like a shout out to 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 that show because I, i think i think last of us does Oh, Walking Dead a lot for 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 first doing a lot of the, the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, that actually reminds me, I have a question for you guys. So um, I think with Walking Dead, because I haven't really gotten past season one, uh, I think one of the complaints I've heard about Walking Dead is that it just kind of keeps going on. It goes on for too long. Um, and so with but that's adapting a long form comic book you know mm-hmm. yeah. which mm-hmm. comics are generally designed to go on for long periods of time but last of us season one covers game one and there's mm-hmm. only really one other game that was released 
uh, actually about three years ago now. There mm -hmm. might be a third game coming. They've been very tight-lipped about it. Yeah. So who knows when that'll get released. Mm -hmm. But how long do you think the show should go? I mm. I think I read an article saying that the showrunners only want to to make like a complete storyline of what they want to tell with the story. And to not let it like what you said, Christian, like let it um be like to fatigue. I think they want to go to at least like four or five seasons to tell a story that they'll be satisfied with. I like the sounds of four or five seasons. That seems about right to me. Because uh -huh, I think the next, because yeah, like season one was the game one. And then I think they want to aim for season two and three to be um the second game and then like you said christian i think yeah there's like talks about a third game but i think you know at that point they kind of want to take like you know like game of thrones route and kind of just like move away from the game content and just like branch out into like their own um storyline yeah like who knows if game three will be the end of the series mm -hmm. like it does make it would make for a nice trilogy and i think playstation one one good thing about playstation is that they know not to drag out their their franchises they know to just tell the story and let it end when it needs to end mm -hmm. rather than to keep making a new one like many, many other game franchises that probably should have ended a long time ago. Assassin's Creed and Halo and Halo. Yeah, Halo, Assassin's <laughs> Creed, the list goes the list goes on and on. <laughs> but luckily PlayStation knows to to know when to end it and they, they don't have to keep resurrecting it. So mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe they'll adapt three. Um maybe season two. I think there's gonna be a bit of a time skip uh that's what i've heard so they have a lot of time to fill in in the blanks maybe some more dlc maybe we can get a lot of the more a lot more of those bill and frank type side stories to fill in some blanks mm -hmm. before they end it i think yeah four seasons sounds really good four or five cool uh, so, speaking of video games, maybe we'll have that conversation now. Um, Christian, you're probably the biggest gamer of this group. Um, but with this show, I guess there's a few questions. Do you think this show is the greatest video game adaptation of all time currently? Um, other questions might be, where do you what what do you think this show has done in terms of video game adaptations? Is this the big game changer everyone has been waiting for? Do you think there's going to be a whole new approach to adapting games uh, it, with the seriousness and like um, how how prestigious the show is? Do you think there's going to be more stuff like this? Like, what do you think? Uh, I definitely hope the quality's there. I think uh, 
it, it almost feels like a code people have been trying to crack for a long time that's only kind of recently been cracked. And I think there's been actually a few really great video game shows in the past few years. Um, uh, all of them, though, are animated. And it seems like animation seemed mm. to be the, the, the lane that I was thinking of take that they that they've been taking or having just heavy animation um you know stuff like castlevania and then like whereas like sonic the hedgehog detective pikachu leaped leaned very heavy into animation uh even if they also you know were live action you know and so but this like this show definitely like it's hard to say if it's you know my my personal favorite of what I've seen, especially since I like I haven't really played the game, so I don't really have you know the hype and love of the game behind the show as well. But it's definitely the one that I think got, got the most people talking. It's definitely the biggest, and like my parents have watched it. People that never mm-hmm. play any video game. <laughs> watched it like you yeah. guys don't really play many aren't really as big of video games and you guys watched all of it and seemed to yep. love it and i've heard nothing but praise about it and so i feel like this is the one to hopefully just completely open the floodgates and yeah. get people talking about this get more like high quality talent behind these and get more like high quality productions because i think it shows that there's I think video games are like they they they're pretty much just like a mainstay of popular culture that aren't really gonna go anywhere anytime soon, and it's only gonna get you know more and more. I think uh, with each new generation, I think it's almost like video games are kind of just a regular part of growing up now, especially with everyone having a phone on them and mm-hmm. easy access to it, and it's kind of just a, it's popular culture now. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah, going off what you're saying, Christian, I think, like, it it just kind of goes off, like, with sticking with the original material and not veering too off from it. Because right now, like, the biggest, like, video game adaptation works that come to mind in recent years are, like, Halo, you know? Like, that was turned to a TV show on Paramount+. Plus, and, like, the visuals are great, but the... God, the TV show is pretty yeah. bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know, like we both we both played Halo, and the storyline to Halo, especially Halo Two, is just really, really top notch, you know. Mm. And that's like a really great example of just like sticking to the original material without adapting too far from it, or something like The Witcher, you know, or um. I feel like there's another one that that was in the back of my mind, but um, that's good or bad. That was bad. Uncharted. Oh, you know? yeah, Uncharted, Mortal uh-huh. Kombat, the latest one. Yeah, Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat. Like these are just like films that like you can't veer too off from like the original material because I guess not to say that like story wise, story, um, the story is the main selling point for video games because obviously a lot of people like the violence in it and stuff like that but um you know if you have like 
just a story that or a film that just does a bunch of killing and no storyline, you get something like Fast and Furious, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, go ahead, Christian. Like, I think uh, the creators of this show definitely had a great reverence for the games. And while I haven't played the game, I've heard that there's a lot of scenes that are shot for shot cut scenes or scenes from the game. Mm -hmm. I think they, they, well, Bill and Frank was a story that was entirely original. You can definitely tell that there's a love for this game at the core of the show. And that's mm -hmm. part of what makes it so great. Mm -hmm. That's all I would say. What were you going to say, Henry? <laughs> yeah. And no, I was just going to say, uh, I like what you said about how the, the show has really captured the public's attention. A lot of non gamers watched it. Non fandom people have watched it. And it reminds me a little bit of, um, the Marvel cinematic universe, you know, um, those movies and shows have really changed the game in that non comics people are really into superheroes now. Right. And, um, kind of this, a similar thing where, um, you know, when like Avengers end game came out, everyone watched it, right. Non comics, people, non fandom people, we're watching this stuff and um yeah to me this season of last of us might be like the iron man one of video game adaptations right it it could potentially like um have this uh huge effect being like the, the big breakthrough for for these but well, you know like we've been saying it's it's not the first time um a video game has been adapted and it's not even the first time a video game has been adapted well but this one there's something to this like everyone was watching this show everyone is like consumed with the characters everyone is talking about this show um so yeah it it, it could have a big game changer effect so i'm real curious you know to see um what happens there, there there could be um some projects that might not have been greenlit if this show wasn't such a big hit right so um we'll see we'll see it's exciting it's exciting times for sure yeah did you guys um catch again because we're talking about the video game here that the i guess like love easter eggs to the fans like some of the original voice actors were yeah characters within oh, yeah. the tv yeah. show yeah i heard about mm -hmm. that yeah yeah troy baker i think makes an appearance played the voice of joel mm -hmm. ellie the voice actress of mm -hmm. ellie she plays ellie's mom yes um marlene plays marlene <laughs> that's right mm -hmm. that's right yeah and, and that kind of is connected to what i was saying too about the mcu where um there's a lot of love for the source material and a lot of care is taken right um and fans of the original content are rewarded so um yeah i think as we've as we've talked about a lot before um when there's that sort of thought and care 
um, it really shines through and it, it makes for a really cool experience. Okay. Um, so at this point, I think we can get into the ratings. Always kind of tricky rating a TV, TV show. Um, but let's take a crack at it. The Last of Us Season 1 on a scale of 1 to 5. What would you give The Last of Us? Uh, who should go first? How about you, Perferio? The 5. That's like... Oh, no easiest, hesitation. <laughs> yeah, easiest 5 I've ever had to give out. Cool. Like, I could probably, yeah, watch this over again. And um, I'm just... I, I guess like a negative thing I should have said was that it ninth episode is too short, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was really, really good. I was like every Sunday at six o'clock, I told my family, do not bother me from six to seven. Cause this is when I'm watching <laughs> the last of us. Nice. Like, I had my whole routine. So this was mm-hmm. a show I was looking forward to every week. And I just love the show from the first episode to the season finale. Oh, I should say that too. Like I would watch this on the night of airing also. And I feel like I haven't done that in a while. Like Sunday nights, yeah, like block off my calendar. I'm watching Last of Us, right? <laughs> and I think a lot of people did that. Like they didn't want to get spoiled. Yeah. And they just want to be on top of it. And they and just people were just craving the content, you know? And um yeah, in this day and age of streaming not that common right um but with this show yeah things changed people wanted to see this one right away mm-hmm. um i can go next um yeah i i really enjoyed this show um i think i'm gonna go with the four though um and just because uh i feel like i want to leave room for more i i want maybe it's like i want I want to be even more amazed by season two or something. Um, but actually, you know what it is really, I, I was talking about walking dead a little bit before. And um, like if the show, the walking dead never existed and this show just boom dropped onto the planet earth, I, I would have been like jaw dropped and just be like, what the fuck? It like amazing. This is the best, best thing ever as it is. I feel like it it is like, furthering a lot of themes and ideas from the walking dead which is cool um but it's just not it's not like 100% fresh to me like it's it's like like I'm like I've been saying over and over like it's just kind of furthering those ideas um so for that reason I can't do like the whole full grand slam 5 out of 5 thing um but, uh, you know, I, and I was thinking of like maybe what I would like to see uh, in the future, season two and beyond, is maybe getting away from the same stuff. Like, I feel like there is a lot of similarity to Walking Dead. So I would love to see um, um, like this show, The Last of Us, furthering itself more from Walking Dead. For example... Um, you know, that season or th- that episode three, the Bill and Frank episode, that really was nothing like Walking Dead, nothing like any television I've ever seen, really. And uh, that's awesome. And you know, maybe what I'm saying is like, give me more of that shit. Like, I would love to see 
more of these like amazing side stories. Um, yeah. So leave it at that four out of five. Um, how about you, Christian? Yeah. Um, I, I think I'll also go with Perfirio and give it the full five out of five. I think a season, the, the season as we've seen it now, kind of in its own little vacuum, it's like beginning to end. It's great. Each episode is solid and like there's so many great little moments within each episode that just really, really stand out as just top tier television. Like it's definitely something you just kind of glued on the screen. And I, even during the slower moments, I just experienced lots of moments of like relief or tension or something something else in between um and i really can't wait to play the game i think it's <laughs> gonna be coming out to pc in a couple weeks and so i'm gonna download it right away because i am now hooked i'm now a fan and i'm wishing i played it when it came out and so yeah full five out of five awesome that's a great point too where a, a movie or show is so good that you want to read the comic it was based off of, or you want to play the video game it was adapted from, right? So definitely a, a huge stamp of approval there. Okay, with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry, Perferio, and Christian. <laughs>